backup plan with Pan Han. I'm one of your hosts, Hannah Ostopchak. And I'm your other host, Peyton Joy. Ooh, you're really quick there. <laughs> I knew what I was going to say. I had it prepared. <laughs> Peyton and I are audio only today, if you haven't noticed. And we're currently laying in at, at my mom's house in her guest bedroom we're both on the like, bed. Let me just paint this picture. We're both <laughs> laying like, paint me one of your French girls, like, yes, except we're fully clothed. <laughs> If you've ever seen the Titanic, you'll get that reference. Um, but yeah, here we are. Funny. Uh, it's a normal Sunday for us, except... Um, not normal at all. Except not normal at all. Uh, Peyton, do you want to you wanna tell the class? Not really, on? but I will say things are being done at my house, at my condo. It was an emergency situation. So I was forced to evacuate, and <laughs> the evacuation I am now was required. at my mother's house for the time being. However... I thought I could be here all week. I was like, I could be here the next week or two. So I packed up a bunch of bags, packed up the cats. Mr. Chips and Chicken are here. And then my mom's like, oh, yeah, by the way, my best friend Steve and his boyfriend are coming on Thursday to stay in the room you're staying in. And I was like, oh. You can always stay So to be determined where else I'll end up. I'm not staying at your house. It's like a freaking fraternity house No, there's there. so many people at my house these days. Um, but yeah, <laughs> freaking fraternity. But thank you for the offer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, your mom has a pretty, she's got lots of room, so it's yeah. fine. You have options. She has a bomb couch. But yeah, Peyton had an emergency situation at her house, <laughs> had to evacuate. Um, no and, and it's for the best. I just figured out what I'm getting tonight. I was looking at a um, sushi menu while I was sitting here chatting. There's two types of people in this world. The people who just show up at a restaurant and order something, and the people who look something up, like look up the menu item and look at Yelp photos. Yeah, there's two people in this world. The person that gets to the restaurant, opens the menu, is like, what's good here? Yeah. And then the person that comes with... Research. Research and study materials. We're both the latter. We walk in knowing exactly what we're going to get. Yeah, I don't even have to look at the menu. I go on dates if I know where I'm going on a date, and I open the menu, and I... Pretend. Pretend. Same. (laughs) I've already, like, well thought out plan of what I'm getting. Yeah, of what I'm going to (laughs) get. And I have to go to Yelp for photos. And I act like, oh, it all looks so good. Like, what do you like? Yeah. Are there any foods you don't like? (laughs) What's your favorite food? And then they're like, what are you thinking? And I'm like, mm, I think I might. I'm divided. But I know. That's so funny. At least we're not picky eaters. Those are the worst to go on <gasps> dates with. I know. I always make a joke that I'm like a human garbage disposal when it comes to food. Like, I'll really eat anything. Same. But um, The only thing which I talked about on a date I was on recently, because he said, is there anything you really don't like? And I didn't really think about it, because I wanted to come up with something. Yeah. And I'll just be like, no, I love everything. Like, I'm so easy. Um, so I was like, actually, I really don't think I like raw oysters. Like, oh, I'm not yeah. an oyster, like a clam girl. No, I'm not either. Like, I'm not that That's kind actually, of girl. you're right. Like a squishy seafood in a shell girl, it's not for me. No, I'm so sorry, but, like, I, I don't mean to ruin it for anyone, but it is a giant bugger. Like, people make that <laughs> joke when you eat, like, I remember being on, like, my first cruise when I was, like, 15, mm-hmm. and my dad was like... Um, <laughs> Hannah, you have to try an oyster. It's like, and he's like, it's like a giant booger. And then he's like, <laughs> slurps it up. Yeah, and, it's gross. Uh, for the rest of life, that was ruined for me. So I don't eat those. And I watch people eat raw oysters, like, basically, for lack of a better term, like, orgasmically. Like, people eat them and are like, oh, my gosh, yeah. these are so amazing. Because we live in a seafood town. It's, it's Yeah, so my normal. family does it. They slurp it back and they are like Ramona on Real Housewives. <laughs> Real Housewives. I forgot she about eats how them, like It's like sexually... Ew, and I get it. Like, people ew. say they're incredible, and I wish I could like them the way people like them, but I do not. So I said that, and he's like, actually, I don't think I do either. <laughs> that's, that's a like, a food I often forget about. 
Yeah, I think I avoid it. Anyways, how was your weekend? Oh, it's good. Um, besides you had having to evacuate. A, yeah, you had such a even. So weekend. Friday night I went to St. Paul the and the Broken Bones concert in Delray. It was so fun. Wait, I had no idea it was called the Broken Bones concert. <gasps> this brings it full oh! circle. I have to text the group right <laughs> now. Wait, you never thought about that? Never. Oh, wow. Wait, okay, I'm so, texting my group. You tell the story from well, like what you've heard. Okay, so I wasn't at this concert, um, but Peyton went to a concert, and like before the concert started, she went with like two girlfriends and a guy friend. The guy <laughs> friend, let's call him, you know what, his name Schmishin. is... Christian. Yeah. <laughs> his name is Christian. Uh, the guy friend decided, like, you know when you're walking to a concert, like, everybody's just, like, got high energy, they're excited, you're, like, ready to go. Well... They were walking in, and uh, what's it called that you guys did? Parkour. Parkour. So, like, my friend Krista, for context, was thinking just... It sounds so stupid saying what we were doing. But we're basically just having (laughs) the best time walking into this concert. And there's this, like, little, tiny, like, miniature, kid-sized rock climbing wall Mm -hmm. next to the entrance of the concert. And Krista was just Snapchatting us walking in for, you know, Mm -hmm. her following. I think she was really sending it to her fiancé, who's out of town, just to, like, include him on all of our activities. And she goes, Peyton, Peyton. Parkour. And just, like, to be stupid. So I just really quick, like, parkour, everybody knows what that is. It's, like, jumping on surfaces and doing, like, flips and cool tricks off of these surfaces. And it's called parkour. Yes. Like, hardcore. Um, And I basically, like, just, like, hit my feet up against the side of this rock climbing wall. Like, it was nothing. And, like, I just was, like, tee parkour. And I landed it. And then I was, like, all right, let's go to the concert. And then Schmishin takes it upon himself. (laughs) Christian takes it upon himself. To legitimately do it. Go ahead, explain. He, it was like, um, it was part of a jungle gym nearby, but it looked like, it was just like an elevated surface that was in a U shape. That's really all it was, but it had a bunch of like rocks on it. It was like for kids to climb up and through and whatever, but it was just like half a circle. So Christian sees that and he's like, all right, he's going to do some parkour on this half circle. Peyton goes to film it. And... Oh, I'm sorry. Krista filmed that. I have my details a little wrong because, again, I wasn't there. Yeah, she was And um, I do you have can the film hear though. Peyton in the background going, don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt yourself. Don't. I know boys. Boys like to show off and like want to be like so intense when they do stuff. I feel like especially our, our guy friends. They're and they're like, so like goofy and clumsy. It's not like yeah. we're... It's not like we're friends with athletes. No, like totally. <laughs> like, they're all like surfer bros. They're like fish and hunt. Yeah, totally. So I hate myself. If I say totally one more time, totally. I'm done with totally. this podcast. So he goes, he runs this half circle. He jumps up, runs this half circle like really aggressively. He's probably only taking like three steps and he's completed this half circle. As he's getting off, like he's jumping off, everyone's like, ah. He's jumping off, and if you slow mo it, <laughs> you see his ankle just like completely bust. Like you see his foot hit an angle that a foot shouldn't hit. <laughs> Peyton showed me the video, and I just was like, you know, hitting the like rewind fast forward button like really slowly for like 20 minutes and I couldn't breathe I was laughing so hard because then you see his face in that moment where he realizes something is wrong and again this is all happening in actually like two seconds it's just like <laughs> oh my gosh and so he was hobbling the rest of the concert yeah right? so the rest of the night concert was so good though rest of the night was so much fun we ended up going to this Greek place after the concert and like dancing on tables there just like had the best time went home ate a pizza that's it 
Woke up the next morning. I felt miserable. My friend Krista felt miserable. Jenna was ready to go brunch and like get Bloody Marys and just live her best life, which it's I don't crazy. know. And then Christian couldn't physically move. Like, he couldn't walk. (laughs) Anyways, we made it back to Jupiter. I got back to Jupiter and then was forced out of my apartment. So I had to move back in with my mom for a few days. I uh, had something else that was important that I wanted to say. Oh, okay. About the night, but I forget now. Oh. I thought, I mean, the Christian story of him, like, it's the funniest story of my life. And to connect it all, Hannah here has a father who's a foot doctor. doctor. So he's going to see her. Your dad on yeah. Monday. Right? Monday morning. Yeah. Um, so, Praise yeah. God. Bless up for Dr. O. Yeah. Bless up for Dr. O. Always coming in in the clutch. He was like, this is like deja vu. I remember going to see Hannah's dad for my other broken bones last, <laughs> last a couple years ago. It was like two years ago. Oh, no. I have video footage of him at my mom's wedding doing the cockroach dance. If you don't know what that is, it shouldn't even be called a dance. It's him laying on his back with his arms with and his arms and his legs just like yeah, wiggling in the air because he was on crutches for that whole wedding. So funny. And it was pouring rain. Like he it was an awful it was a liability. I don't know how he did that. How was your weekend? Uh my weekend was fun. I um I was I was so tired all weekend. Like I really couldn't catch up with my life. But I went out on Friday, had some good times with the girls. I have no good stories for my weekend. I was really playing catch up with myself. That's it. Wow. Well, glad to have you. Oh, I tried a new gym. I'm so excited. I have a new gym routine. I've been working out for my house because of Corona's. Mm -hmm. And I've decided to venture off and back into the gym world. And I'm trying a new local gym. And I'm, like, so excited about it. It's, It's... it reminds me of like the nice gym I was going to in New York City. It's I'm crazy. excited for it's you. It's like an equinox. Something to live for. I think I'm crazy <laughs> saying that it's set like an equinox because it's not at all like equinox is like eight stories, but it's just really nice. Cool. Happy I to love be here. It. Happy Good to be live. Totally. Um, I'll work out one day. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Want to get into the lesson plan? Yes, please. Okay. Um, do you want to read our sponsor today? Do you want me to? I do. Okay. So our near and dear friend. Actually, um, it's one of our sponsors today. Mm-hmm. She was a guest on the show. She was. Pranu Kumar. So, revolutionary readers, listen up. Rohi's Readery is a social justice-driven children's bookstore dedicated to critical literacy that promotes inclusivity and diversity. All adults and children are welcome to come visit and live their unapologetic truth. The bookstore is committed to including books with characters with beautiful shades of black and brown, characters with disabilities, characters who identify with the LGBTQIA plus community, and to lift and to uplift historical content that has been suppressed in school majority. Textbooks. School majority. I was like, that doesn't make sense. School textbooks. Um, Rohi's Reader provides live and virtual shades of brown. I'm laughing, and I want to finish this. Hannah printed two copies of this script, and one is a, is a microscopic copy that she handed me, and then one is a copy for a 95-year-old visually impaired person. <laughs> and so I'm reading off this, so let me keep going, because this is important. Okay, school textbooks. Got that one. Uh, Rohi's Readery provides live and virtual Shades of Brown read-alouds and family literacy support while highlighting authors and illustrators of the global majority. There's the majority word. There <laughs> that fits. That's better. Um, through the bookstore, we hope to honor the strength and courage of everyday community members. Come visit our location in Rosemary Square. Um, for those of you from down here, it's like the old city place, new Rosemary Square in West Palm Beach, Florida. The doors officially open on June 18th, and we can't wait to meet your little ones and families then. Until then, check out our website at Rohi's. 
dash readery. No, roeysreadery.com. Oh, you wrote it out. Like, okay, let me spell it. Okay, roeysreadery.com. And it's spelled R-O-H-I-S-R-E-A-D-E-R-Y, like readery.com. <laughs> um, and feel free to donate online to help fund our inclusive and community-driven readery. Hannah keeps laughing at me, and I'm trying to read it. Honestly, if you're still here, God bless you. <laughs> like, we made it. We've through. already had a long we podcast. We should just end it here, now. Here, I printed two versions for the 95-year-olds in the house, so there you go. I don't even have bad eyes. The printer was just being really weird. All right. First story. I don't even know why I made this the first story. It's actually, it shouldn't be the first story, but this is, like, not in any particular order. The Friends Reunion trailer is officially out. I know it feels like we've been talking about this for like 11 years. And truthfully, we have. This is according to People into Fox News. The Warner Media streaming service dropped the first official full-length trailer for the highly anticipated reunion special, which had its premiere date delayed for months by the coronavirus pandemic. We know, we feel like we've been talking about this forever. However, fans have been paying particularly close attention to Matthew Perry after he seemed to be in a bit of distress in both the trailer and... The preceding interview. He is in distress. (laughs) In distress. Um, The trailer sees Perry discussing the show, noting that he's about to start crying about a memory. And while tears during an emotional reunion aren't exactly strange, many people notice that Perry seemed to be distant, slurring his words during his interview with people ahead of the reunion. Did you watch the video? So I watched the like the one that you sent out. Yeah, that was the that was the trailer. Ultimately. It was, like, they had the three girls sitting in one chair, or, I'm sorry, sitting on, like, one set together, and then the three boys sitting together. And Matthew Perry was quiet. And when he did talk, it was slow and a little slurry. Yeah. He's always had this lazy way of talking, though, that I'm like, okay, it's either because we haven't heard from him in a while, and his lazy way of talking. He's always talked kind of, like... Yeah. Well, you see, like yeah. he's always done that. So like, maybe it's just gotten accentuated since he's gotten older. I agree. Like part of me was a little sad that everyone was so quick to be like, he's on drugs because he used to. I'm like maybe he is on something. Who knows? He struggled in the past and that was known. But I think people like find one storyline and, and run like, with it. Oh, no, the rest of the actors, whenever Matthew was talking and being a little slurry, didn't even like bat an eyelash or like look his way as if like right. he had a problem. They were just like, yeah, yeah. They were like, yeah, good point, Matt. Like they weren't even. Lisa Kudrow was, was so funny. Lisa Kudrow was so great. I just love her, I love her. personality. And the women looked fabulous. Like, whatever potion they're drinking. The men. The men looked just like older versions of themselves. Like, the men. Like puffier, older versions. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. It's not really sad. I mean, we all get old and puffy. No, just the women got work done. The men didn't. Or the <laughs> so men got bad saying. work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, everyone looked great. Yeah, I, they did. I I'm, actually almost think Lisa Kudrow is getting, like, Prettier and prettier. I agree. Like she's be- going to become... I almost think she's going to be, like, the prettiest older woman. It's interesting. Yeah. She's getting so pretty. I love she's her. She's always been pretty, but even prettier. But, yeah, I'm, like, excited about this reunion, but I also, yeah. like, I really... Uh, I don't care as much as we've talked about it, you know? I'm excited for it. I, I, like, I'll be interested to tune in because I love that show so much. And they are too. such an interesting cast in that they were all best friends and you never heard about drama at least you never even heard about drama but not between them you Mm -hmm. never heard about them having fights and a lot of them are all still to this day like love lovely towards each other yeah so I was like that's great I do want to see them a lot of people were like they don't want a reunion whoops sorry they don't want a reunion they want just um they wish there was like a movie or they wish that like they would explain where the characters are now but I love when art ends when art is supposed to end it's done like I think it's cool to go back and to talk about like I want to hear the behind the scenes like 
things that were happening during certain episodes or like what everyone thought for this. And like, like I'm listening to that OC reboot podcast mm-hmm. and that's great because they, they do like a, they're going through each episode and I get to hear things that I would never know have mm-hmm. happened. I agree. Um, I think that's great. But yeah. Anyways, I think that's great. Next story. Olivia Rodrigo is still all the talk. This is according to Pop Crave. Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, which is her debut album, scored the biggest opening day streams of any album on Spotify so far this year with over 60 million. It ranks among the top five biggest debuts for an album by a female artist in the platform's history. But just to put that into perspective, Taylor Swift's Folklore album set the global record for first day album streams on Spotify by a female artist. Oh my God, it's like the longest category. With 80.6 million streams. Whoa. But like... Olivia Rodrigo, 60 million streams. That's not even that far off. It's not that far off, but it is like a $20 million million person difference. Right. But I still, I'm like, for Taylor Swift, who's had her career for how long, and then Olivia Rodrigo to have her first album, I'm like, that's that's pretty impressive. Good for her. Would you rather be like on top at the start, or would you rather be someone who's just like building, 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 getting better over time? Like more views, more views. Well, do I end up like just as good no matter what? Hmm. Like that's the that's my thing. Like that's what I'm thinking with Olivia is like, is it gonna keep progressing forward or is it kind of one of those she's like so hot and trendy right now and yeah. then it's just gonna kind of poop out. It it might. I mean, I think her music. Did you listen to the album? So I just for the very first time, no way. Driving home yesterday, put on like a couple of the songs. I maybe got like two of them. Like I haven't okay. even had time to really sit down with it. What were your initial thoughts? Great. The two that I listened to were very much breakup songs. Yeah, the which whole is album. Great. Is. Yeah. Been there. It's so funny to listen to. I, I posted on my Instagram that I was pretending like I'm a 17-year-old girl, like, angry at the world and listening to her because I really did have to go back to being, like, Some 17. of them were a little too sad. Like, one of the ones that I listened to was about a breakup, and it was about, like, hoping he's happy now. But, like, all the, it was, like, a little too emotional. Do you like, remember I was a little like, this is making me sad. Um, like, I know. It made me sad, and I want to listen to music to not be sad. I agree. Like, I... I feel like you and I go to music, like, when we're looking for, like, like, let's say we did experience some sort of, like, breakup or whatever. We would go and listen to, like, a Beyonce album. But, yeah, anyways, I, I was... Happier. It's still up. Like, I didn't even get... Oh, that's I how liked, much I got through. I liked that song. Um, it made me really sad because it was too relatable. I... <laughs> that's the thing, though, is, like... I... Every girl can relate to what Olivia Rodrigo it's is, too, is too much. singing about. I, I like yeah. to live in denial, and I'm like, oh, no, this is this is me. That's, like, <laughs> my point of, like, I feel like if you and I go through something painful, we'll listen to, like, empowering music more, like, less. Yes. We won't really do the whole, like, you hurt me music anymore because that's, like, it's what you do when you're 17, and I think that's great. Good for them. But every once in a while, it still slaps. Like, it still hits. And you still just need to listen to Driver's License while screaming out your window. There's a song by Beyonce that I used to listen to a lot when I was, like, trying to be done with someone. Oh, my gosh. What is it? Best thing I never had. Oh, yeah. Because it was just like, yeah, goodbye. What goes around, comes back around. Yeah, I love that song. Hey, my baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good song. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah. But stuff like that that's just, like, stupid, like, bye, boy, bye. 
And um, Olivia's is a little too, like, I'm still in my room thinking about you every day and every night. Yeah, and it's like, girl, you're on top of the world. She probably just did it not knowing she was about to be on top of the freaking world and was like, wait wait a second. I just want one song. Hopefully her next album will be, like, up. That's about, like, loving her and knowing that, like, he ain't it. These are downers, and hopefully her next album will be uppers. 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 That's, That's it. Beyonce comes out with uppers. Lemonade was, like, first half downer, second half upper. You know? There was a song that Beyonce did. I How saw a live recording of it. By the Beyonce way, like they're the incomparable. No. But I just, in regards to like how handling breakups, I guess that's where my mind goes. There's a concert by Beyonce that she sang this song live. It was like not a popular song and it was called um, Resentment. Oh, yes. But that one, it was like a downer. But I remember I used to listen to it sometimes and I was like, whoa, yeah, it's dark. My my favorite Beyonce song of all time is Me, Myself, and I. I still think it's the best breakup song. Me, myself, and I. That's what I got in Yeah, it's pretty solid. Do you want to proceed? Yes. This next one's so stupid. So stupid. We'll go through it. Kendall Jenner accused of cultural appropriation over tequila. This is according to page six. So Kendall Jenner is now facing accusations of cultural appropriation again. This time around, it's over a new ad campaign for her 818 tequila. The 25-year-old model is featured in new photos and video promos for the brand, recorded on an agave farm in Jalisco, Mexico, forgive me if I said that wrong, where she set up shop for the new venture. She shared the content on Instagram saying, incredible experience I've had this far, learning about this beautiful place, its beautiful culture, and its beautiful people. So in these pictures, she's like riding a horse. She's got, she's like among the agave plants, sipping tequila. She's back of a pickup truck. She's got a cowboy hat on, like a loose button down and she has like braided pigtails so people referred to this whole set as like tone deaf and migrant chic migrant chic is a funny way to put it um a lot of people on the from the mexican community responded on twitter saying that they don't want a white woman profiting from their culture which like of course rightfully so but fans of jenner however were quick to defend her latest business saying Men like George Clooney, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, LeBron James, Kevin Hart, and a bunch of others have launched tequila brands without ever being accused of appropriating Mexican culture. I think oh having my gosh, a- I'm so excited that I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> I just think having a photo shoot is so... It, it is tone deaf. It's so tone well, deaf. Well, I'm like, does she not have people that are on top of her since the whole Pepsi scandal and cult- and like mm-hmm. her family's like don't they have someone for that wouldn't they be like mm, maybe we shouldn't have her in Mexico I like, feel like agave they were like- so focused on making 818 like so different and so like Kendall because she's not like her sisters and she's not doing a makeup or a fashion line like she's doing something totally different because that's how Kendall is you know what I mean I think that that's oh. how they see it and they're so focused on that that they don't realize like oh wait we actually should make sure that we like do this the right way yeah. you know but here we are. Can we not read the very first participation trophy? Oh my god, it makes me sad. Really? Yeah, I think it's a downer. I think it'll depress everybody. Okay. It's been a hard enough year. Okay, fine. Uh, anyways, we're going into our participation trophy. It makes me depressed because it makes me think about all the things I have to do to prepare. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, your house. <laughs> like I'm going through enough. Okay. I know that's fine. <laughs> it's a it's a story about hurricanes, but. She's right. We don't need to discuss. We'll figure it out as they come. Anyways, let's go to something better. Overworked America. Working. (laughs) That's the next story. This is according to NPR and Cheddar. Working long hours is killing hundreds of people. Were you okay while you were writing these stories? They're like all sad. Oh my gosh. This first line. Working long hours is killing hundreds of thousands of people a year. (laughs) According to the... 
by the way, how do I say that? Is it the who? WHO or the, the who? who? I would say the who. Okay. The WHO. The World Health Organization. Just in case it sounds Just like we're talking about a band, we're not. Um, in a new study, researchers found that people working 55 hours or more a week are 35% more likely to suffer a stroke and 17% more likely to die of heart disease compared to people putting in 35 to 40 hours a week. It's talking about, like, if, if you don't have a job, like, you don't, aren't as stressed. <laughs> it's like, what? No, that's actually... It's true, though. It's insinuating that you're only super stressed out if you, you're overworked. Where, like, so many people I know don't work and are so stressed way out. Way more stressed than like, people that are way working. Way more stressed out. Okay, but anyways. Um, anyways, I only put this there because I thought this was insane. It actually is interesting. I want to hear it. Okay, can we, like... That amounts to about 7,500,000 people a year across the world. And that was before the pandemic changed work-life balance for What millions. is that word? I don't know. It's a word. <laughs> the word is rejiggered. <laughs> And I heard you pause for three seconds and then say, changed. <laughs> Work life. Okay, you know what? I wrote this all very No, fast. I like, I really do like this story. It's and it's fine. I only put this here because I really thought it was interesting. Like, that's insane. America is overworked. Like, it is well known. I think mm-hmm. that, and of course, I've never been anywhere. So, like, I'm not a well-traveled person. No, so but I can't you know, speak like, that Europe's different. But, yeah, like, I still think we should do a four-day work week. I really I do. Totally agree. I know a lot of companies that do have branches over in Europe will like do um every other Friday they have yeah. off. So like every other week is a four day week, which is like a start. That's yeah, great. that's a great start. At least I for know like that the, the summer, some companies do that. I know that um a bank that we had some friends that used to work at, um, because they had a lot of branches in other countries, mm-hmm. they would follow like their international rules instead of just American rules. Right. And they had like insanely long maternity and paternity leaves because a lot of like country yeah. other countries do paternity too so that dad can like stay home with the baby yeah so just maternity and i know that's that great. this company over here did that too to like follow but i'm like come on that's awful how did kate winslet lay like this for so long in that scene in titanic because like i'm starting to not be able to feel my my left shoulder are you serious yeah like i could do this all day what she must have been a woman like me i i think i'm like heavy up top or something. Okay? which like by the way i'm not top heavy i wish i no. was but like i'm gonna have to <laughs> i'm in the weirdest position she okay reassess yourself oh my god i'm gonna have so much editing to do if we don't get our lives together okay <laughs> ready <laughs> next subject <laughs> moving on you're like a Leaning forward. Okay. Hocus Pocus 2. According to Variety and Cheddar, two years after the idea was first floated, the Sanderson sisters are officially in for the Hocus Pocus sequel. (gasps) Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy, I don't know how to say her last name. Najimy? Yes. Are confirmed to be the reprising, no, to be reprising their roles in a sequel in the 1993 Disney classic. Production starts in the fall. With the film to hit Disney Plus in 2022. How exciting. I love Hocus great. Pocus. Hocus Pocus was so fun. It honestly used to scare me as a kid. It is scary a little bit. Um, I, The little cat in Hocus Pocus, Jinxie, or, or I think that was the name. I don't know. The black cat. My sister always says that Mr. Chips looks identical to. Uh-oh. And now should we that try the, to make Mr. Chips so a star? So I'm like, maybe we should. How do I get a, a cat agent? Mr. Chips looks just like the cat that's in Sabrina, Sabrina the, Teenage the Teenage Witch. Witch. Any black cat essentially is what Mr. Chips looks like. <laughs> He's black. <laughs> just like a fully black yes. cat with yellow eyes. Yes. The type that when you see when they cross in front of you, you have bad luck. 
Yeah, which is why I got him because people don't adopt yeah. black cats. Anyways, um, I'm gonna try to get an agent for chippers. But in the meantime, I am excited about this. I, I wonder if the really, really hot young man from it is going to be in the second one. Oh, I like don't the remember guy, him. There was like a guy. The older the older brother. Yes. Yeah. The older brother. And he was like caring for his like. I just get, I remember getting so stressed out. Like movies where there was a problem and the kids only had a matter of time to fix the problem would give me so much anxiety. Like Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah. Like where the kids are in charge. It's like, wait, but mom, yeah. mom, help like, honey, I shrunk the kids. I couldn't watch. I was so stressed yeah. out. Like, I was like, somebody, they're going to die. They're going to be squashed. I know. Like, I don't trust those kids. I'm like, we need to get some adults involved. Right. <laughs> okay. um, well, cool. That's exciting news. Another show is back. It's The Wonder Years. This is according Ooh. to Yahoo. ABC confirmed this week that a reboot of the beloved 1980 series is back and headed to Alabama. Alabama. The new reimagined version of The Wonder Years is a coming-of-age story set in the late 1960s that takes a nostalgic look at a black middle-class family in Montgomery, Alabama, through the point of a 12-year-old boy named Dean Williams. Fred Savage, who was the main character named Kevin in the original, serves as an executive producer for this reboot. Cool. Academy Award winner Don Cheadle will be the narrator. Dulé Hill from West Wing plays the father. And then Laura Kariuki plays the sister. Saquon Senbla from Wicked as is the mother. And um, I watched the trailer to it. It just looks so fun and nostalgic. Like, it honestly looks so much like the original Wonder Years, except it's it's a black family. I'm excited. I think it's super cool. Yeah. And that'll be on ABC. Woohoo. We will. Nothing to say? Not really. I think yeah. it sounds like a good show. Did you show. ever watch that show? No. I was trying to sit here thinking about if I did watch it while you were talking about it, and I don't think I ever did, so I don't have anything to say. It was around, like, I, when I was, like, so little. Yeah, I was very, like, we were very young. When yeah, we like, I never got into it, but I remember it's, like, the way it's, like, trying to, it's this little boy, like, trying to have his first kiss with this girl, and, like, you hear his narration the whole time. Like, it's a very innocent, like, classic, easy show to watch, but um, I feel like it's for the parents, because it takes place in the 1960s, right. you know? All right, moving on. We have some royal news. Royal. We have two royal stories. Ready? Princess Diana, BBC investigation concludes. This story is interesting. Hmm. This is according to the Washington Post. So it was the biggest get of its day when a young and unknown BBC journalist named Martin Bashir got a jaw-dropping interview in 1995 with Princess Diana, who sensationally confessed her misery in her marriage to Prince Charles, <sighs> saying it led to her bulimia, self-harm, and the couple's extramarital affairs. Now, all these years later, an independent investigation released this past week, concludes that the BBC journalist used fake documents and deceitful behavior to get Princess Diana to do the interview, which at the time was viewed as a journalistic triumph, winning 23 million viewers in Britain alone, and this guy won a bunch of awards for it. Prince William spoke on the recent conclusion, saying, quote, the interview was a major contribution to making my parents' relationship worse and has since hurt countless others. It brings indescribable sadness to know that the BBC's failures contributed significantly to her fear, paranoia, and isolation that I remember from those final years with her. The interview created a false narrative and should never be aired again. I just thought it was crazy that this, this is still being talked about, like that famous interview. And that journalist has since apologized. His, they took his awards back. And BBC has like handwritten apologies to... The boys. Like, to Harry and William. I'm so glad I'm not famous. <laughs> like, I'm so glad there's not interviews of my family members being, like... Yeah. 
But thrown out there forever. That was that time where like everything started to get really crazy for Princess Diana and this company used it to their advantage, which I think is so normalized. Like it happens so often now. But I um I feel like it's cool that they even went into an investigation for that. Yeah. I feel like justice for Diana always. I know, justice <laughs> for Diana. She can't even like she can't defend what happened and it's just right. it's such a tragedy. I know, those poor boys, man. And they're still in the spotlight. Like, they're still being written about in like every, news constantly because of their lives. Move. That's what I meant when I was, like, I was thinking about all this while you were speaking. And I was like, geez, I'm so glad I'm not them. <laughs> yeah, like, imagine if someone tricked your mom into doing a, a sit-down interview that was so internationally known. And then she revealed, because of the way the interview was conducted, all of these things about your family. And then, of course, it was edited and spun in this different way. And then she died. Yeah, and then she like, It just sucks. It's terrible. Um, well, I'm glad that they did <laughs> an think, investigation for it. I think all my stories are, um, like, I don't know what was going on with me this week, but I think they're all a little, uh, a little Do nightmare. you have any good, well, yeah, you got some good stuff. Um, Prince Harry reveals one of Archie's first words. This story actually made me laugh, so uh, this is according to people. Archie's first words were very sentimental for Prince Harry. I have to explain why this made me laugh or else I'm going to sound like a monster. So just bear with me for this whole story. In his new Apple TV Plus docuseries, The Me You Can't See, which he co-created with Oprah Winfrey, he revealed that one of his two-year-old son's first words was grandma. Harry said, quote, I got a photo of her in my nursery and it was one of the first words that he said. Apart from mama, papa, it was then grandma, grandma Diana. It's the sweetest thing, but at the same time, it makes me really sad because she should be here. Yeah. Okay, then right after that, the article goes, as for Archie's very first word, Harry previously revealed it was crocodile. I was like, <laughs> what? This, like, this child basically is crocodile. a dictionary then. So it said every single word. Like, the fact that they pulled this out and they were like, the headline is so misleading. It's like, right. Archie's first word is terribly tragic. Yeah. And then grandma. I click on it, and I'm like, what is it? And I'm like, oh, wow, it's grandma. And then I'm like, no, wait. Grandma. It's crocodile? Grandma was actually his, like, fifth word, because it was crocodile, then it was mama, papa, and then it was grandma. grandma. I just think. Crocodile is such a weird word to have your first word. Oh. Okay, next story. We're moving on to some positive news. ASAP Rocky gushes about Rihanna in a GQ interview. This is according to CNN. Rapper ASAP Rocky has confirmed that he and Rihanna are dating following years of rumors about the pair's relationship. Did you see this? I'm looking. Like, that's what I'm... Rumors first surfaced that they were a couple in 2013, but they've stayed super private throughout. In an interview with GQ, Rocky described her as, quote, the love of my life, my lady. When asked what it feels like to be in a relationship, he said, quote, so much better, so much better when you get the one. She amounts to probably, like, a million of the other ones. I think when you know, you know she's the one. Interesting. I thought that was That's just so cute. So cute. He, um... He, they, they stayed, like, really, really quiet. So people have loved them from afar for a while. But they... He talks about how they show up to places. What are you doing? I'm looking at them. They're so beautiful. Oh, they're so beautiful. He's stunning. His he face. really is stunning. I mean, she obviously is, but... Of course, Rihanna's beautiful. But, yeah, but, like, he's beautiful, too. They, um... By the way, like, every single article I saw was just talking about Rihanna and him from this article. But his GQ article was long. Um, I read a little bit of it, but I encourage you guys to read it because it was really cool. There was one part they were talking about when he was in Swedish jail in 2019. 
So he was arrested on assault charges when uh, a few guys started following him and like harassing his crew back in 2019. And he said he was in jail when he heard in the background on the news that Donald Trump was talking to Kanye trying to get Rocky free. Like there was this thing going around like hashtag free Rocky. Oh my gosh. I he needed this. to get out of Swedish jail. And he said the news was all in Swedish and he was just like falling asleep. And then suddenly he just heard President Trump. And then he heard ASAP Rocky next to it, and he like shot up. And oh my gosh, he was like, so crazy! Oh shoot! Um, but yeah, I mean, I like that. That whole story is super cool. Obviously, President Trump was just like trying to use that in a way to get black votes, and that was eventually very problematic. But <laughs> that's cute. It's interesting to read Rihanna. I'm glad that Rihanna has somebody like. That is obsessed with her. That's a power couple. It's a power couple. Super power couple. We need more power couples in this world. That's like my goal is to be a power couple. We need to find someone who's like, whose job kind of aligns with mine. You know? I thought you said you don't want to be with someone whose job is like yours. Not exactly like, I I don't want to marry another, like, someone who wants to be. I've never thought about the desire to be a power couple. Oh my God, I always have. Really? Yeah. I just want to really, really like that person and I want everybody to know how much we like each other. <laughs> Same. But that's it. I don't need to be a power couple. What is a power couple to you? Beyonce and Jay-Z. Okay. Yeah, like both super successful in what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they like do things together. Yeah, like help each other even more. Like Dwayne, Wade, and Gabby. And then they like start things on what their own. What occupation would... I'm trying to think what occupation would be good for you, power-wise. I don't know. What would make you more powerful? The the pool is already so small. I can't just, like, pick different jobs. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's about the person, what the person wants. Yeah. They could be, like, an ice cream maker. I don't care. They don't need to be, like... They don't need to be, like... But then, like, you guys do ice cream things together. Yeah, I just need our... (laughs) I just need, like, the creative juices to be flowing. You know? Totally. Totally. Like, create things together. I don't know. Is that weird? No. We're eating M&M's. They're so good. Here, you can have the last one. Wow, thank you. Here, thank you. That's so kind of you. You thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You thank you. We're tired. Okay. Bill's back in the news with us? This is, this is, this happened, wow, can I get it out? (laughs) This happened early last week but you want to go ahead and share with the class anyways just in case anyone missed this bill gates stepped down from microsoft board after investigation of affair with employee according to the washington post bill gates acknowledged through a spokeswoman that he had an extramarital affair with a microsoft employee which microsoft said led its board to investigate the intimate relationship shortly before he resigned from the board last year it is not clear what role the investigation or the affair which took place two decades. <laughs> <laughs> Are we okay? Okay, hold on. Pay in. <laughs> I'm like, where is the story? His font is so small. <laughs> it's not clear what role the investigation or the affair, which took place two decades ago, played in the decision. Micro- the micro. <laughs> You guys, here's what happened. Stop. Stop reading. Let me explain it to you, okay? Bill Gates was cheating on his wife 20 years ago in the building, okay? It was someone he worked with or someone – it was an employee of his. They had an affair. How does he have to leave Microsoft, though? Isn't he Microsoft? I saw an article today that Internet Explorer, owned by Microsoft, is 
like leaving for good after 25 years of existing. Do you think people still use my or <laughs> Have a great Monday. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> yeah, like this might be the worst podcast we've ever done in the history of our lives. <laughs> Eh, I've probably done much worse, honestly. Uh, people, Rob, I, I, I swear, I think I have the icon on my computer. I just don't click it. Well, it's like gonna be deleted from the world. It's time, ta-ta. You had your time. Internet Explorer was the first one. No, you know what the first one? Ask Jeeves. Well, I'd have to click on Internet Explorer, but then I'd have to go to Ask <laughs> I was Jeeves. Say, what do you mean? It was on. But do you remember when Internet Ask Explorer? Jeeves? That was the first like Google. Was AOL an icon? Yes. Okay. Internet Explorer, AOL, Chrome, obviously now. What else is there? Safari. Firefox. Firefox? Yeah, Firefox and Safari. Safari. Internet Explorer. RIP. I did spend a lot of time on Internet Explorer. Who can say what you know I need to find those <laughs> lyrics one day. Hootie and the Blowfish. Good Hooli, news. Hootie Bap. Ariana, wait, we never said anything about that. Basically, uh, there was an affair. It ended almost 20 years ago. Amicably. That's what... Bill Gates spokeswoman said. Bye, Bill. <laughs> that's no, like truly, that's all we need to know. They were they were just waiting for their kids to be older to really get divorced. But if every guy who had an affair in a company with someone else in the company got fired, would we have a lot less people working? No, it'd just be women <laughs> ruling the world. <laughs> Not saying all guys. I'm just like we'd have a lot less men working in companies. Like, please, you know how many affairs there's probably been? It's true within companies. Those late night. I mean, I've I've witnessed a couple. Like, there's a I, lot. No, like you've witnessed a couple. I know, even within my like little community, yeah, of teachers, like things that have happened. And it's like, oh my gosh, they're all over the place, people. Yeah, and when you find one out, it's it's never not alarming. Yeah, but here we are. Bye, Bill. Bye, Bill. Hello, Ariana Grande. I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> she got married, according to Variety. Oh, well, so we know she got married. Ariana Grande got married to her boyfriend, Dalton Gomez, last weekend, over after a little over a year of dating. And according to her friends, <laughs> the pop star couldn't have made a better choice. A source close to Grande. Why are you laughing? Because you laughed at me because I, I stuttered. No, it's not because you stuttered. I laughed because I was thinking, I found out about this story because my students came into school and they're like, Miss Ellis, Miss Ellis. Did you know Ariana Grande got Ariana 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 Grande got married? And I was like, what? And they go, into a commoner. And I was just thinking <laughs> of them saying that. It made me laugh. It is funny. They said she married a commoner, which I don't know if he actually is that common, but I like a a, a mortal like us. But I'm your mortal. Yeah. A she source a close to Grande told E News, quote, they decided to have the the wedding this past weekend because their schedules are picking up and neither wanted to wait. They both agreed there was no point in waiting, adding that the whole affair was beautiful but not over the top. Ari wanted it to be simplistic and tasteful. All they cared about was having family there and to be able to enjoy that special moment together. Do we know anything else about this man? How old is he? Well, wait. Let's look everything up. Dalton Gomez. Dalton Gomez. Tell us the top five things we need to know about Dalton Gomez. Okay. Oh, he's so cute. He is cute. Wow. Okay, so she's 27. He's 25. Wow. I bet he's so great. 25 is basically 14 in girl years. And so, <laughs> like, imagine being... Okay, like, can we make it 18 so it's legal? 25 and getting Ariana Grande. Like, you'd be like, I freaking score! No, by the way, he's a real estate agent. Yeah, You're he's a 25-year-old real estate agent and you score Ariana Grande. 25... 
The guys I know who are 25 are still learning how to brush their teeth properly. No, totally. Like, they, they don't know how to do anything in this world. He must be a real good egg. Yeah. We could hope. They've been quarantining together beautiful. since the start of the pandemic. He's super cute. He looks like he's 17. Not gonna lie. They both have made appearances on each other's social media accounts. This article that's supposed to be telling me a lot of things about him, like, isn't really telling me much. He looks really little. It's fine. You know, she's a little girl, too. I mean, like, young. Like, his her face. He got her a bomb ring, though. I wonder if he got it or if she put a little money into the ring. Okay. Is that a bad question? No, that's not a bad question. Like, no. I wonder when, like, if you're a commoner and you marry a mega millionaire, if you have to still do the ring. <laughs> or if you just put every I'm ounce sure. of money you've ever yeah. made into the ring because you know from here you're going to be Gucci. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think I would do that one. Yeah. I think it's cool of Ariana to have such a low-key wow, wedding. they are so cute. I love it we'll when celebrities photos. are just like, surprise, we're married. I love that. Yeah, me too. I love when people don't make a big fuss about weddings. I love when it's not a big deal. I love when you don't have um, 18 different parties to go to as, like, a member of the wedding. Like, I just love it when it's chill, backyard-type vibes. I wonder how they met. You think it was Hinge or Tinder? Can maybe you they just ran into each other on the street. Like, he looks like such a normal You think they man. ran into each other on the street? Yeah, maybe they I met at a wonder, coffee shop. I've always wondered what to say to a man when you see, like, a really good-looking man on the street in New York and you walk past him. Like, I always want to stop him and be like, I have two questions. Are you single, number one? Question number two, where do you go out? Like, where do you and I your think celebrities should stop marrying each other, dating each other, and start coming to us commoners because, honestly, it'd be a more interesting world to live in. Yeah. Like, have, like, they all marry each other. But to have, like, comedians and actors and actresses and artists and all these things with, like, a teacher. Britney Spears is with a kind of normal guy. It does happen. Yeah, it does. There's some, there's some out there. There's some out there. Okay, we're going to wrap this podcast up because we are uh, embarrassing ourselves. Yes. But I have one more good news of great joy story oh. before we depart. Don't read it ahead of time. I'm not. This is according to Good Morning Couldn't America. Couldn't if I wanted to. The, the font Cheddar. is like the size of a freaking pencil stick. Pencil stick? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to say like tip of a pencil. Pencil stick. <laughs> okay, let's wrap this video up. I can't. Okay. Precious Cargo, a school bus driver in South Carolina, <laughs> is crediting his precious cargo of 18 elementary schoolers for foiling a hijacking without anyone getting hurt. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear this story. It sounds like a movie. This actually isn't, like, it started off as every parent's worst nightmare, but then ended with good news of great joy. So a man with a rifle boarded <sighs> Kenneth Corbin's bus looking for a ride to the next town 20 miles away. But only made it six minutes until he gave up in frustration when the kindergartners on board stop. wouldn't stop asking him questions. Corbin said the hijacker became so exasperated he pulled over and let everyone off. Corbin and the kids are being hailed as heroes. That's the most incredible thing I've heard. Could you imagine? Like everyone needs to give teachers of kindergartners a round of applause because this guy couldn't even last six minutes and he had a gun and like was urgently obviously trying to get somewhere in, in 20 minutes that's actually a great point i didn't even think about that the teacher should get a round of applause like like the they deal, deal with, with these kindergartners are all day all hours. and he dealing with it for like six minutes and was like get me off <laughs> i can't it sounds like a like a scene from a movie or cartoon where they like yeah. make light of someone with a gun trying to hijack but it was they really, probably it like, really actually happened <laughs> Where are we going? What are you doing with that? Yeah, they're probably like, what is that thing? Are we going to school? Oh. We pass our school. Why do we pass our school? And they 
Like, like they probably were like just so cluelessly happy. I wonder what the bus driver thinking was thinking while these kids were asking this guy so many questions. I would have I would have been so in my thoughts of like pure panic. Like what do I do? What and do I do? I've been that nervous. Like thinking. you guys, let's stop talking to him. We don't want to bother him. Everyone quiet. But I'm sure that like is never gonna work with kindergartners. No, I I, I think I'd be too in my head of trying to think about an exit strategy with all the kids to even tell the kids to be quiet. That's such a funny story. Yeah, that's such a funny story. Kids, man. Gotta love them. I think that story is the day. I've, I always hear of, like, parents setting up, like, have you ever heard of parents setting up a code word for your kids? Like, when someone says, like, oh, hey, I'm, like, let's say, like, little Charlie is walking home from the school bus and someone drives by and is like, oh, hey, your mom says I'm supposed to pick you up today and bring you home. Or I'm supposed to pick you oh, up and like, bring well, you to... Oh, like, what's the code word my mom gave and you? And then little Charlie would say, like, well, what's the code word? And this person would have to know the code word in order to get in the car, right. which is, like, genius. Like, genius idea. I feel like, not that this is coming up with anything, the story isn't, but um, parenting these days seems to be, like, there's, A, so much more to be nervous about, but B, I feel like people have come up with a lot of... Yeah. creative strategies i will say positive of having like all these children with phones is that yeah. you can track all your kids like all the time yep it's great yeah you just have to like take care of those apps you know yeah. <laughs> take care of that instagram that's Graham, you know and that is Graham. that's natural all right well this was our worst podcast ever if you listen this far we love you See you next week. Have a great evening. <laughs> Have a good Monday. <laughs> <laughs> I hate us. Okay, bye. Bye.